Welcome to Lesbians Who Write with Claire Lydon and T.B. Markinson. Conversations about writing and lesbian fiction. Join us as we draw back the curtain on the writer's life. Hello and welcome to episode 178 of Lesbians Who Write. This week's topic is Fresh Starts. Joining me, Claire Lydon, is my co-host, the fresh as a daisy, if a daisy had a cold, TB Markinson. Hello, TB. How are you today? I was hoping you would clarify that because, oh, man, I am dragging today. I do not feel fresh as a daisy. I feel like I've been run over by a truck about 10 times. So, yes, I am struggling with a cold. So I apologize for the, uh, I don't know if I sound stuffy. I can never tell. But the stuffiness and there might be some blowing of the nose. I apologize. How am I doing today? I'm tired, Claire. I'm really tired. Not gonna lie. I'm tired too, but that might be because I was up till one o'clock last night doing karaoke with lots of authors after London Book Fair. Is, is that the same reason you're tired? Oh, absolutely. There was a um, there was some screaming involved, but oh, sounds juicy. No, oh, no, no, no. My neighbors are into a new um, like horror show. So um, luckily, I have a sound machine, so I was able to you know drown it out. But it wasn't as entertaining as your night. Can you, can you share any details of who has the best voice? Well, I'm going to save that for my, for my update. But I think you know already, right? Well, you're going to say yourself, aren't you? I mean, I would never say that. <laughs> no, um, so what's going on over here? Uh, Midlife is the Cat's Meow is out in the world. Um, that's the paranormal women's fiction Miranda and I co-wrote. And the reviews have been lovely, so that's lovely. We had a blast writing this one, and it was a very... It was a cathartic story for us both to write about kick-ass females who are 40-plus surviving difficult life circumstances. Miranda and I know a bit, or shall I say a lot, about how when you hit your 40s, everything in your life just goes tits up. <laughs> so we were able to channel a lot of that into the story, and it was um, it was fun to create something where it's people who are our age, roughly. I know Miranda and I are closer to the half century mark than we are to the 40 <laughs> mark it's, it's nice to have a story about people roughly our age going through difficult circumstances that a lot of people you and i talk about this a lot when you hit your 40s a lot of things do change um a lot of your friends that's when you start having friends who are you know getting divorced or um losing partners and stuff like that so there's a lot of the 40s are kind of they're a great decade in a way but they're also a difficult decade what are your thoughts on that? Yes, I agree. Uh, I've got lots of friends who've uh, had relationship breakups or got yeah got new partners. It's not all doom and gloom. Um, no, it's not all you know, doom and gloom. But no. moved moved countries, moved cities. Uh, but yeah, also um, when you hit your forties, normally uh, it's when all the the changes start TB. And uh, I did spend most of my forties trying to work out why the hell I couldn't sleep and was getting quite hot and irritated and uh, I finally worked it out dear dear listener so um get on that body identical HRT there's my top tip for the day oh and read uh, TB and Miranda's new book of course yeah 40s there's a lot of change in 40s not only that like as you have experienced there's a lot of changes in the family 
with parents getting older and everything like that. So there's just a lot to navigate. So it was fun to write. And then, of course, there's like a ghost story involved and everything. So that was fun, too. And other news, uh, Miranda and I are working on our next co-write, which is a, uh, what is it? I mean, I can't help you here. No, it's a it's a contemporary romance, so it's it's not the paranormal one. It's uh we're back to the contemporary romance. I have to say, and that was just an excellent example of why it's been frustrating for Miranda this week, because um I am battling a cold. I am on medicine, and medicine makes me kind of drunk. Cold medicine does, and so it's been really hard for Miranda to get me to focus when we're plotting on our Zoom calls. I think she wants to strangle me. So um. But unfortunately, when you uh, support yourself by your writing and you both live in a single income household, we don't really have a lot of wiggle room. So we have to get the book done. So I need to try to focus as much as possible to get the book out there. So it's fun. It's a challenge. It's always a challenge, this job. You never know what challenges you're going to have to conquer to get over the finish line. In other news... Take Two is a Goldie finalist. Uh, Take Two was our contribution to the I Heart Sapphic Pride collection. And so it was shortlisted. Uh, shortlisted? Is that what it's called? Yeah, it was shortlisted for um, the like smaller stories. Um, I was going to say. I don't know what they call it now. Is it short fiction? Short romance? What, what was the actual title? I can't remember. I think it was 40 or 50K, uh, the story. So. It was uh, surprising to see the uh, competitors in our bracket. It was all Bella books and all Bold Strokes books. And I was like, geez, we're like the token indies in that category. Well, um, well, toot toot to you. Well, thank you very much. Yes. Uh, I don't know if you had a chance to look over the list yet, but uh, it's dominated by the publishing houses this year. Is it? Um, yeah, I, I completely missed all the deadlines, so I didn't enter anything. Uh, and then the, I think the list came out this week when I was at the London Book Fair, so I haven't, I haven't seen it. I've seen a few mentions of things on a thing, but I have actually put the deadline in my calendar this time round because I just last year was a was a year that I didn't rem- remember a lot. And that's understandable. But next time, can you submit so we're not so lonely? Okay, I'll try. I'll try and remember this year. Oh, in good news, which is also bad news because I hate this time of year, but my 2022 taxes have been finalized. The payments have been sent in, and my first quarterly payment has been sent in. So if you think it's fun having a cold and having a writing deadline, pile on top of that a tax deadline for the year and quarter all in the same week as all that. It's been a fun fucking week, man. Woohoo, party! I'm living the life. (laughs) You so are. (laughs) A cold and uh, let's pay you taxes. And yes, but, but, but on the upside, a Goldie nomination. No, Goldie shortlist. And yeah, same thing, right? Nomination. And you nominate uh, yourself, which is kind of weird. So yeah, uh, yeah, you nominate your book for the award, right? And then, Right. Then they tell you if you like make the final cut or not. Shortlisted. I don't. But yeah. So also in um, fun news, while I was sick, I binged the show Beef on Netflix. Have you heard of Beef or watched Beef? TV. We have a match. Ding, ding, ding. This never happens for us, does it? Um, I've uh, we watched the first two episodes the other night. So yeah, and they're they're very watchable because they're short, aren't they? 
Um, and yeah, quite liked it. It's not really normally my, the thing I would normally kind of watch, but it's sort of a bit different, isn't it? So. I am actually surprised that you're watching it because um, no, it is it is more my speed because I like the thrillers and crime shows. But uh, for those who haven't heard of it, uh, it's a show. First of all, all Asian cast, so I love that. But it starts out with a road rage in- incident that two people just can't seem to let go, and so they just keep upping the mistakes that they make. And um, I've watched it all. Oh, you're in for a ride. Well, it's a good example, though, actually, of storytelling, isn't it? Because uh, the stakes just keep getting amped higher and higher. And to keep your reader or your watcher interested, your viewer, interested in a story, you need to just keep upping the stakes. Keep upping the stakes, but they keep, uh, at least for me as I was watching it, I couldn't tell which one I was cheering for because they they keep building the um, character arc as well. And they Mm. really suck you into the whole thing. So, um, no, it's very well done for people who do want to study the craft um, of how to keep a plot going and how to keep building character and just getting people. It's a very addictive show. I mean, granted, I was sick, so I wasn't going anywhere, but I had millions of other shows I could have watched, but I just watched it all like in two days. It was fantastic. Now I'm kind of sad it's done, Mm. but I don't don't know if I can watch another season of that. Like you said, addictive storytelling. They did a fantastic job. And that the um, casting of the uh, actors is just phenomenal as well. Everyone everyone was fantastic in the show. So that, that's all going on here. I guess that was a lot, but that's all that's going on here. How is everything on your side? Hopefully you're cold-free, tissue-free. I am cold and tissue free, so that's good, isn't it? Uh, and um, yeah, I've had a, a I've had a, an interesting week, a fun week. Um, but it started off because uh, obviously Hotshot has had a prolonged launch because I do the direct sale pre-sale exclusive pre-sale first. So uh, that was about eight days, and then so I think all in all, no, actually longer than that. Anyway, I think it was about two and a half weeks from the start of the exclusive pre-sale to when it eventually went live on Amazon uh, in Kindle and Kindle Unlimited and on paper, in paperback. So in fact, I've just had the uh, first batch of paperbacks delivered to the door, uh, well, thrown beside the front door by the Amazon delivery driver. <laughs> so let's hope they're all not all really damaged like they kind of normally are. Uh, but he did it with a smile. Uh, he did knock on the door. I opened the door. He was sprinting down the road. Um, but yeah, so hurrah, hurrah. Um, Hot Chart is finally launched. This one has been a long time in the making. Uh, but I'm really pleased that it's out there now and um, pleased with the, uh, I had the biggest ever exclusive pre-sale I've ever had. So that's really good. And then um, readers are grabbing it on Kindle and Kindle Unlimited as well. And the feedback has been very good. So um, I can't ask for more than that, can I? And it's nice that we both kind of launched books at a similar time, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Different, different. Um, yours is a sports, which isn't your normal fair. You don't usually do sports. I don't usually do paranormal. So we decided to be like, fuck it, we're trying something different. <laughs> you bitch. did, we did. <laughs> I know, because it's funny, isn't it? Because um, I've resisted writing this book for so long because I'm a massive sports fan, uh, but I don't really read that many. I haven't read that many sports romances. So I, I think I've just, I think I also sort of uh, kept it at arm's length because. Maybe I was a bit scared of if I could do it okay, do the football scenes okay, because 
football is such a huge part of my life and I love it so much but actually when I came to write it and just actually did it I found do you know what I know quite a lot about this shit and I can write it pretty well so you know I'm a writer and I know about it uh, I didn't have to go and interview anyone for that one TV because I know I know about football so but I'm I'm really pleased with the cover and the blurb that I conjured and also the book itself so uh, yeah it's early days but um, it's getting really good feedback so that's good and you just need to try and spread the word a little more but you know it's nice that it's out and now I'm ready for my fresh start which we'll talk about later yes yes but I do have a question Hmm. I know you say you know football but like when you're writing the scenes did you like go to the park with a football and like work them out in real life I can categorically say that's a that's a big fat no um I (laughs) in my head I've got an imagination sometimes um and also I don't know if you remember my skipping injury with my ankle there's no way I'm kicking a ball right now uh it's still it's still buggered I'm actually going to the physio right after this call again because I went to my chiropodist this week and uh, as as a little post-launch celebration yes that's how we do it uh, and she told me that she told me that she think thought I'd torn my Achilles and I was like hmm Ooh, mm. that's hurting. <laughs> that would that would explain why it still hurts quite a lot. <laughs> so we'll see what the physio says again. Anyway, uh, apart from what that, is the, what is the treatment for that? I don't know. That sounds hurting. Yes. Yeah, so uh, apart from that, uh, London Nine is also still trickling along. Um, I haven't been doing that much on it this week because I've been doing other things. Um, but I did do a load of int. I did interview three or four people for it last week and this week. So. So I haven't been doing the writing, but I've been doing the research, uh, which is good. I met Sasha Black, who is a writer of sapphic uh, fantasy and at the London Book Fair. And she listens to this podcast, so hello, Sasha. But she was saying to me, she is just like, she's astonished that I do my research by interviewing people. Like she said, that would be the last thing she would do. And I think a lot of writers including you, would say the same thing. But I think, again, you've just got to find out what works for you in writing, but also in research, because I've got a journalism background and I prefer to talk to people and ask them about it than reading about it and watching YouTube things and stuff. So I have done a little bit of that as well. But um, yeah, so interviewing is the way I do it. Um, So hopefully that'll, that'll trickle along, although I've probably forgotten everything I've done on it so far. But, you know, such is the way of writing a book, right? Um, the South Coast Suffolk Hangout is also coming up on May the 6th. So if you're around in Crawley, do come along. It's free to come along. Uh, I will be there with my books. You can get a signed copy of my new book, Hotshot. Yes. Uh, and um, I will be there with other books if you want to come and buy them or have, have them signed. And there'll be at least like, I think, 20 or 30 other authors. So it's a whole big sapphic author shebang. Yes, and also, um, I heard Harry is going the coronation, but not Meghan. So I still think you might have a chance for some royalty. Yes, I think she's, I think, you know, I think she'll probably get the plane into Gatwick with Harry. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then she's going to come to the South Coast Sapphic Hangout and Harry's going to go and have some coronation quiche which has been announced as the official new food for the coronation. And if it tastes anything like coronation chicken, which was Queen Elizabeth II's coronation food, I will be going nowhere near it because coronation chicken is one of the most abhorrent flavours of chicken in the world. That's how coronation chicken came about? Mm -hmm. I had no idea. Why do they keep ruining food? (laughs) I don't know what they're doing with the quiche, but I'm like, oh, they're going to ruin quiche for me now. (laughs) 
You learn something every day. Yeah, you see, here I am. I'm, I'm your local royal correspondent. Um, and, and then, of course, the other thing I was doing this week, as I did mention in the intro, was I went to the London Book Fair where I did uh, I spoke on two panels and I hung out at the Kindle Direct publishing stand chatting with lots of other authors and answering questions. Um, so it was a bit of a different experience for me this year because I've been... Uh, every year since 2014 when it's when it's been open in there so I've been like six times before five six times before and I've always enjoyed it but I've done it on my terms you know like I've got control of my time if you know what I mean whereas this time around I had obligations which I don't normally have <laughs> so uh, um, but it was good it was just different uh, but I did um, the first I did two panels on the Wednesday which was yesterday and one of them was on the uh, at Author HQ on the Amazon stand and that was alongside LJ Ross and JD Kirk who are both million selling crime writers it was you know it was cool to be on on the same bill um, but I definitely held my own and I said lots of things that people nodded at I even got some laughs and I've been retweeted of saying you know top tip from at Clairvic so that's nice isn't it it's good I, a lot of people came up to me afterwards and said um, that they that it was really inspiring panel so i was really pleased at the way it went what was the top tip that was tweeted um we were asked on the last question uh asked by darren hardy of um of kindle he's the head of kindle isn't he for the uk um <clears throat> he asked us what was the one thing that we should we should want to leave authors with like if you're an aspiring author i said <laughs> don't get caught up on perfectionism don't just keep drafting and redrafting and polishing just get it to as good as you can get it and then let it go and move on to the next book and um so yeah somebody obviously thought that was a word of wisdom to me so i had a professor who used to say there's no such thing as a finished uh paper because we were in history so we wrote a lot of papers they're just deadlines it's true it's true uh so yeah and there was lots of um Lots of good stuff came from that panel, actually. I, I enjoyed it, and I learned some things as well. And then I had another panel uh, later on at the Writers' Summit, which was in, weirdly, in the Chelsea Town Hall, which was like, you know, London Book Fair is in Olympia, which is like a big trade fair sort of hall. And then we had to jump in a cab and go 40 minutes down the road to the next bit, which was also part of the London Book Fair. So you'd think they would have made it a little bit closer. Uh, but we went in there, and that was talking to a, a bit of a different crowd, very much... Uh, beginner self-publishers about top tips for indie authors so but again it went it went down well I really enjoyed being asked to be on both panels because I've never done one at London Book Fair before um, so it was it was good to do that and weirdly I wasn't that daunted like in the morning probably there was a couple of hundred people for the panel at the at the Amazon Author HQ and I thought, you know, and I'm up with these two titans of crime writing, and I thought I might be not daunted by them because I've met them before and they're very lovely people, but daunted by the crowd. But I wasn't. As soon as I got, do you know what it was? I think there was, it was one of those clip on microphones like I was in a Britney Spears music video. And so um, uh, the, the temptation to burst into song was, was real, but, it, but I managed to contain it. And actually, I was just like, I was very calm on that stage. I think the one later on I was more daunted by, and I think that's because it was in a more formal setting. I think I prefer the more informal setting. But I, I don't think I was daunted by the crowd. I was more daunted by the place. I don't think I've ever seen you daunted. I, I can get daunted. Not, uh, well, 
I've seen you get stressed and such, but I don't think I've ever seen you get flustered by speaking, mm. which which is unusual for an author because um, I'm the one who like fled uh, a stage last year because uh, Miranda asked me to say a few words, and I was like, no, why? <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, when I was asked to go on these panels, uh, it, I've got no qualms about getting up on stage and talking, so that wasn't the issue. Um, I, I, it would never be that. But there's always you're always going to be a bit nervous, aren't you? Uh, but actually, I wasn't too nervous. So, and you know, it proved to be a thing because actually, after nine years, I know what the fuck I'm talking about. TB, do you know what I mean? Well, can you can you explain things to me? Jeez, <laughs> I try to do this every week, but you don't listen. Uh, but London Bit Fair though is a weird one, right? It's it's. London Book Fair would be nowhere without authors, but every year it seems to me it gets worse and worse when it comes to authors. Like Author HQ is is always squeezed into the back corner of somewhere with a very bright pink carpet this year. Um, and there wasn't anywhere to have breakout times and there wasn't... Do you remember that time we went and there was that writer's block uh, thing, which is a very clever play on words, but it was just like a place where you could just go and sit, like there were tables and chairs, and you could go and have a chat or a meeting, or just have your lunch, or just sit down with friends for a coffee. There was le- so few breakout areas like that, um, oh. and it was just like authors seem to be a uh, an afterthought, and it, it, London Book Fair is more a just publishing clapping itself on the back and drinking wine and eating cupcakes there was an awful lot of wine and cupcakes for free so you know it wasn't all it wasn't all a bust <laughs> i like a good cupcake yeah but then um then i went out was taken out for dinner by amazon as a thank you for for doing the panels which was nice um and then we all went and sang karaoke and i can say that we all were amazing there's no, there's no standout. Like you, you weren't surprised by like one of the authors who was really shy and then got up to sing and just like busted out like the best version of like Dolly Parton. Well, I will say that probably the best singer. Uh, it pains me to say it wasn't me. I mean, I was, I was pretty good, you know. But um, I think the best singer was an author called Hannah Lynn, who was absolutely stellar. She, she's in a choir, and I, th- I would imagine she gets a lot of solos. Have you heard, uh, I think Lise Gold is a really good singer as well. Yes, I, I believe she is. And also Melissa Therese. So I think that both of them are coming cool. to the South Coast Sapphic Hangout. So if you come along, I'm sure there might be karaoke there. There you go. And can someone get it on video, please? Because oh, no. I would like to see it. <laughs> Maybe not. In between times, uh, Spurs are still being shit. The li- I went to see the Lionesses. My wife and I went to the Lionesses. And they lost to the Midhilders. First loss in 30 games. But, you know, it has to happen at some point. And we went to see Cam at the Roundhouse, who TB and I have seen before. And she is an amazing uh, country artist. And um, I've never seen her do her own concert. And she was, you'll be pleased to know, as brilliant at storytelling in between songs as she was when we saw her uh, on a sort of panel of singers. Uh, But it was kind of like a concert cross with a therapy session. (laughs) It was very good. Yeah. Yeah, she she's a she seems like an ex- extremely genuine person, and it's always easy to cheer for people who do come across as very genuine and passionate about their craft. Yes, absolutely. So well done, Cam. If you get the opportunity to go and see Cam, she not only is she an amazing person and a, a very good raconteur, but she's one of the best singers I've ever seen. Full stop. So she's the reincarnation. Not that Dolly is dead, but she's the reincarnation of Dolly. I bet that would make both of them happy. Mm. Dolly seems like a good person who wants to spread good 
throughout the world. Yes, and Cam does too. There we go. Go and go and listen and buy all of Dolly and Cam's records. I was going to say records, like I'm in from the 1970s Nashville music industry. You cut that record yet, Johnny? Right. Any comments, TV? All right. Uh, we have a comment from H said, "Dearest TV and Claire, I am in London right now and will be here for a week. I'm here for work, so I don't really have much time to sightsee. It's my first time here too." But I have seen Buckingham Palace at least. Anyway, it was an 18-hour trip for me, and I just wanted to tell you that one of the things I did to pass the time during my flight was to listen to your podcast. Well, A, thanks for listening to our podcast. I'm glad you arrived safe, and I do hope, I do hope that you were able to get and see a little bit of London, um, even though you're working. But London is a great place, and it you can do quite a bit at night after work hours too there's there's quite a nightlife in london as well so i hope you have a lovely time and thanks for listening yes i hope you enjoyed my hometown yes that is all the comments i have before i move on the coffee would you do you have comments to contribute none no you're not gonna make up one no bit tired oh wow bit bit tired all right so for coffee abby bought us some coffee so thank you very much abby Thanks, Abby. I'm sitting here with my big chocomocoloca. Is that what it is? Ooh. Ooh, I don't know, but that was, that was, say it again, that's a fun one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, chocomocha is a coffee, isn't it? But loca, I don't know what loca was. Chocomocolatte? Oh. Chocomocolatte. There you go. I'm not, actually, because it's too much milk for me, a latte. But, you know, I'm a fiction author. I make shit up. Right, talking of that, we've both made a lot of shit up lately and then we published it in the form of ebooks, print books and possibly audiobooks, not quite yet probably. So you could say that having done that, we're ready for a fresh start. It's not even in our druid calendar, but um you know, you can start your 8-week cycle again if you want to. You can do your own druid calendar or just call it your schedule but uh yeah so it's but we're inspired by that inspired by finishing our books we both thought we both just finished a book we're both starting a new chapter in our year um so do you want to say anything about this or do you want me to uh do you want me to say what i've got to say wow that was quite the intro at first i was like where is she going with this but you brought it around you brought it around if- I was a little confused. Um, I would just like to say... I am, I am a, fu- I'm a fucking professional, TB. There, there you go. I, I, you are, you are. I would just like to say another reason we want to talk about Fresh Starts because it's spring, and here in Massachusetts, um, I'm going to ignore all the allergy stuff. I'm just going to focus on the good parts of spring, but here in Massachusetts, February, uh, January and February get quite bleak. It's dark a lot. And during the day, it's gray a lot. And so when the weather starts inching towards the warmish part of the um, thermometer and the trees start to bud, it's almost a magical time. And it's, oh, it has a lot of promise. So that was my intro. Well done. So we went different on intros. We did. We covered both bases. We Good did. Job. We did. Absolutely. So we're so, we're so on trend because we're, we're fresh starting in spring. Brilliant. So one of the things I thought this morning, uh, coming into my office this morning, was um, a fresh start. I remember we talked about this on an episode about decluttering, maybe last spring or the spring before. The years fly by. Um, But one of the things I thought was a great way to just do it in your physical space is to clear out the old. 
and bring in the new. Well, like uh, they say, spring cleaning. So that's what I did today. I've got a sofa bed in my office because it also acts as our spare room and it was still made up from a guest uh, we had a recent weekend. So I changed the bed, put the sofa back to sofa. I took all the all the washing that had dried and that was still on the on the rack and put it all on the on in our, our room, put the printer away and all that sort of thing. So and then I did a little hoover and now I am back to a serene-ish space and so I'm ready to restart, restart the clock. It's it's about restarting physically, but also restarting mentally. But if you start off with your physical thing, because literally, because I was, I remember looking around this morning, I was like, oh, it's, it wasn't crazy messy, but it was a bit of a mess. But I thought you'll feel better if you clear it. it took five minutes. Why do you have to put the printer away? Is it not like on like a printer stand? No, the printer goes behind the sofa bed. I use my printer like every day. Oh no, I don't use my printer very often. <laughs> oh, it, wow. gets, it gets pulled out like once every fortnight. Mm, no, no, I use mine like every day. But yes, I do agree with that. Um, sometimes it's not just about a fresh start, like opening a new blank page in Word or Scrivener. We, we both write in Scrivener, but it's also uh, mentally. You have to prepare mentally for some fresh starts. And physically, sometimes too, with your physical space or with your health. Like, I'm really excited to get rid of this cold so I can do a true fresh start <laughs> where I can breathe. <laughs> Breathing's overrated. What's, what's your favorite thing about a fresh start as a reader? As a reader? TV's you throw me a question I didn't expect? I'm like, oh, I thought I was done with this panel shit, TB. My favorite thing about a fresh start as a reader, what do, what do you mean? Like, like, I'm coming to, like, I'm starting a new book? Mm-hmm. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. I, I suppose, oh, I like this question, it's good. The favourite thing about Fresh Start as a Reader is the possibility. Yes, yes, and honestly, as a writer, I have that same feeling, <laughs> even though my book that I'm opening is completely blank, like I don't have the words, but as a writer, it's also that diving into a new project with a fresh start there is so much possibility so it's kind of interesting because we have that feeling as readers and then we have it as writers too so starts are amazing and they can be scary i'm not saying it's not scary but it can be amazing because there is so much possibility in front of you and by the time you get halfway through the project you probably have lost that warm fuzzy feeling (laughs) But you should really embrace it in the beginning because that can help power you through across the finish line. It can. And I liked your question and I like your segue. Hey, you're a pro at this shit. Absolutely. Yes. And that is one of the uh, things that I I was thinking when I was thinking about this question. Shall I just say the word thinking a lot? You have to give yourself, though, as well, in a fresh start, say, let's let's say, in any fresh start, but especially when you're writing a new book, you have to give yourself time to adjust because you need different energy, right? Different energy, some energy to finish your last project. And then when that's out the door, you can breathe a sigh of relief and then shut the door. Uh, but then just don't just turn around and open a new door because that's not giving yourself any time to recalibrate, to cool down um, and then or even actually celebrate. So with the launch I did, as I said, it was a two and a half week launch because of the pre-sale. But as soon as I I did celebrate uh, the pre-sale launch, and then I celebrated the full launch, 
that was the night we went to see Cam, so we went out for dinner. But it, it's nice just to give yourself a little celebration. I know I've always said this, I'm very big on celebrating things because people don't do it enough. But also it's not just about the, oh, let's go out for dinner and drinks. It's actually about marking the space and saying, right, that is finished now. I've done a lot of hard work on that. I'm going to put down a marker. I'm going to celebrate. And then like this week, I knew I was going to London Book Fair Tuesday, Wednesday. So I thought, okay, I'm not going to think about uh, my launch or anything like that. You know, I scheduled all the social media to go out before I, before I went to the book fair. Um, I did everything that I had to do before I went. And then I just didn't think about anything for two days. Uh, and I just, you know, posted a few book fairy stories. Book fairy? Book fair-like stories. <laughs> Not book fairy. Maybe that's what we need. We need a book fairy TV. <laughs> it's also very spring-like, isn't it? It like, is. You just picture fairies hopping <laughs> through, like making all the flowers bloom. And... I think we need a book fairy for our fresh start. Maybe the book fairy would help us write a bit quicker or something like that. Yeah, yeah I'm liking this. I know that was a little bit of a slip, but I think it was a brilliant one. <laughs> now we just need Create a fairy. Yes. <laughs> Definitely wings. Um, yeah, so, but I think you just need to give yourself time uh, to, for the end of one cycle, a time to breathe and a time to change, change gears. And launching as well, don't forget, is emotionally and physically draining. So um, you, you've got to remember to do everything. So that's another reason why you just give yourself time to have a little break and switch your environment, your mental state and recharge. And you got to give yourself permission to take a break. Did you take a break, TB? Yes, Miranda and I, after we published uh, Midlife is the Cat's Meow, because it is about a witch, we went to Salem for the day, and um, it was quite fun. Salem, for those who are not familiar with Salem in Massachusetts, it's one of the witchiest cities in the U.S. It's where, sadly, the Salem witch trials happened. <laughs> but also, um, we went to the House of Seven Gables, which is... Um, which was the setting for a Nathaniel Hawthorne book that had a ghost and there's witchcraft in the city. And um, they've kind of just leaned into the witchy side of Salem. And it's just like, you know how much I love tourist kitsch? Like Salem is like the Mecca for that. So no, it was just a fun day. And we had like, um, there's a statue of Samantha from Bewitched that we got a photo of with holding our book and everything. So it was just a fun day. It was a fun way to mark the launch of that particular book yeah no that's good very good i think for this one for this fresh start so i am i am up for spring you know i was happy for the spring equinox when it arrived uh being the new druid that i am um and now i'm ready to restart uh the project that i had started which was london nine now i often when i when i come back to uh the next project uh, like you are doing i often start with a blank page but this time around, it does feel nice to be able to slip into a project that's already um, a fair old way f through. And as I said, I probably need to uh, re-familiarise myself with it again, even after only a few days off, like what, like five or six days. But I will have to re-familiarise myself. But um, I know as well that once I get back in the rhythm, find my writing, first draft writing mojo, I know that I'll be really happy again. Like I've been happy launching because that's just a different thing. And I, you know, it, while it's stressful, it's nice to get the book out into the world, isn't it? Nice to have the, you know, other people reading what you've been working on for the last few months. Um, but I also know that once I, if I don't write, I'm un, not unhappy, but I feel it like it's like a, it's like a little 
coil that gets tighter inside you. And then when you start writing again, I feel relief. I feel I feel lighter. So I know that once I get back into my first draft writing mojo, that I will be very skippy and happy. Although I won't be skipping because my ankle is still fucked, but I will be feeling lighter. So that will also give me fresh spring-like energy. That and the book fairy. I'm looking forward to next week. Yes, yes, and also, um, how's the weather? Is the weather improving there? Yeah, it's, um, London Book Fair was very London Book Fairy weather. It was pretty nice. It was like 15, 16 and sunny. So it's dark clouds outside at the moment. But, you know, it's spring-like, so it's it changeable. changeable. I'm leaning into the sunnier days. Yes, I'm actually wearing uh, my basketball shorts. It is now basketball shorts weather here in Massachusetts. Though, granted, I have a blanket over my legs because it's not quite, because it is Massachusetts and things change quickly. But I am in the mindset of shorts, damn it. I don't want to put pants on anymore. Not until November. See, that's your that's your fresh start. You've got shorts on. And I would also say as well, um, when you do make these fresh starts, I like to go in and have a look at my schedule for the year and what I w- said I was going to do for this month. And then maybe you haven't quite hit what you said you were going to do for the last few weeks. So maybe work in a couple of things that are overdue. But also, you know, if you're writing, set yourself small targets like word count for the day or something like that i mean if that's what you do that that works for me um and then set yourself targets for the next few weeks that way when you come to sit down and you're like oh i've got something to do with the launch no it's all done now so more or less so then you can sit down and you know what you're doing if you put a schedule in place you're more likely to stick to it i need to get better about the scheduling yeah it's hard to stick to it especially with when stuff pops up out of the blue like last week for some reason, my building, well, I don't think it's for some reason, they were told to, they have to replace all of our uh, smoke detectors and carbon monoxide detectors. And so I just got an email from my rent rental management company saying like, oh, we're going to check them. I was like, okay, so they'll be here for like five minutes. That's not hard. No, four hours later, <laughs> because they had to replace them all and they were like making new holes in the ceiling and everything. And that kind of fucked up that day. Yes. Well... I will tell you a similar thing happened at the London Book Fair. Luckily, not on my day, but on Tuesday morning. Uh, so Amazon do this panel about making a living with your writing every day. I was on the Wednesday panel. On the Tuesday panel was J.D. Kirk and Rachel McLean, um, who also listens. Hello, Rachel. On their panel, Olympia, where the London Book Fair is located, is getting rebuilt, basically. There was building work going on. And there was drilling, really loud drilling, for about half an hour of the 45 minutes of their panel. I did feel really sorry for Amazon, who were running around trying to get this. They were very stressed. I will say Rachel and JD did a fantastic job of just carrying on regardless. But it would have really thrown everyone. I think people in the audience were getting a bit pissed off because it's really hard to hear. But yeah, things like that, you can't predict. You just can't. And um, I I mean, I was still working while he was here, but I wasn't writing because it wasn't quiet. So I was doing like website stuff, but um, I was supposed to be writing. But yeah, so it's just stuff like that. Like there's always going to be a curveball, no matter how perfect your schedule is and how much time you block off life, life happens. But again, going back to your schedule, I would like to say, because you said set goals and everything in milestones, when you do set the milestones even if it's just like say you wanted to write 10,000 words that week and if you hit it celebrate the fuck out of it people (laughs) because um the more you appreciate 
what you do and the more you appreciate yourself for following through, the easier it gets. It's not an easy job. I mentioned this uh, off air earlier. It's not an easy job, but um, it's a fantastic job. So enjoy it. Don't forget to enjoy it. Very wise words, TB. You're being you're full of wisdom today, and yeah. What and one of the things uh, of things that was talked about a lot at the book fair actually on all the panels were the writers who are successful are the ones that just keep going. So um, keep going and you know deal with the things that come your way, but do remember to enjoy it because that's the thing, isn't it? A lot of people moan about writing, but at the end of the day, writing's brilliant. I love writing uh, and. You know, as I said, I'm so much happier when I do it. And we get paid to make shit up, so never forget that. And never forget how much joy you bring to readers. We are the joy bringers. We've got the book fairy, but readers have got us. On that note... <laughs> are we the fairies? We're the joy fairies, TV. That's that, There's your title for the episode, the joy fairies. Um, so, yes, it's all about your mental energy, your physical space and just allowing yourself time to recalibrate and go again. Uh, and we hope that you have a great fresh start going forward and all throughout the year. It's not just about spring. You can restart anytime. Be like the Druids. They had it. They had a good thing going. They they know they knew what shit they were doing and they built Stonehenge. Amazing. Right, do let us know what you think. Are you done? Anything else to say? Any other pearls of wisdom? Oh, I was just trying to figure out what happened to the Druids. I hope it wasn't terrible. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either, so I'm just going to skip it. I'm, you know, we created this Druid fan club, but they might have been awful people and awful things might have happened to them. No idea. I just like their eight-week cycle. Right, um, do let us know what you think about Druids, but also about Fresh Starts. Contact us on the website, lesbianswhowrite.com. Email us, lesbianswhowrite at gmail.com. Twitter us at Les Who Write and Instagram me at Clairefic. And join us next time where I've made an executive decision. We're going to do the top 10 indie publishing tips. We know what the tips are or are we making up the top 10 tips? No, well, inspired by my panel I did at the London Book Fair, um, we, we put out 16 tips. So I'll try and remember 10 of them. Sweet. So you're on the hook for this? Uh, pretty, yeah, pretty much. Ooh, ooh, this is like an easy, can we record it now so we just get it out of the way? <laughs> All right, um, we hope that your week is full of the joys of spring uh, and do join us again next time when we'll be full of tips. In the meantime, take care, keep writing. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Lesbians You Write. Follow us on Twitter at Les Who Write or show us some love on our website by leaving us a comment or buying us a coffee. And sign up to our newsletter while you're there to never miss another episode. Head over to lesbianswhowrite.com. Also, if you could take a moment to leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast, it would help more listeners to discover us. Thanks so much and see you next time.